Welcome everybody to this Sunday, or for most of for most of you, afternoon or or late evening program. Here, let me add a little. Let me add a little music here to it. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. You ready? There we go. There's the musical interlude for the day. <laughs> okay. One of the things she wants me to talk about today is the um, necessity for you to stay in your body. There are so many things that take your spirit, your soul, your energy out of your body. And one of the things is music. Music will take you out of your body. Uh, television uh, will put you into an alpha state, which will take you out of your body. Uh, cinema, the cinema experience, you know, watching a movie at the theater, this will take you out of your body. Books will take you out of your body. Um, is everybody hearing this okay? Yeah, okay. Even daydreaming is taking you out of your body. And so I just want you to understand the importance of staying in the body. Okay? Staying in the body. I've never talked about this before. I, it, because it goes against so much of what we do. <laughs> you know, it goes against us uh, watching TV or reading a book or going online and just like zoning out with a movie or a video of some sort. The Kundalini wants you to stay in your body and, and to experience its grace firsthand in, a, in the present moment rather than uh, kind of in an ancillary or, or, you know, fraction of a moment. So it's important to realize that all of the things that I just mentioned are distractions. If you go back a thousand years, yeah, about that much, maybe a little more, you don't have any of those distractions. The only distractions you have are surviving, surviving other people and surviving large predators and keeping yourself fed and clothed and, and sheltered, right? Right, trusty? Right, so... Those, those two can be distractions, but they're not so much the kind of distraction that takes you out of your body. Does everybody understand what I say, uh, taking you out of your body, what that means? No? Okay. So, let's see, you're, uh, <laughs> okay, you're reading a book, right? So, I have this book here, Alien Agenda, right? So, I'm reading the book, and... I get so into the book, you know, with the with the narrative that's created by the author, with the subject, uh, with with the information that's being imparted here, uh, and it takes me out of my physical body into the reality that that author has created. Do everybody understand that? When you're watching a movie, you're in the cinema, you're sitting in the seat, maybe it has those nice reclining seats, like like we do out here in the West. Um, and you're watching the movie, 
and the movie kind of pulls you out of your present position sitting in a chair in a theater and brings you into the world of the story that they want to tell you. Okay, that's that's what I mean by going out of the body. It pulls you out of your body and into the uh, the reality of what is being told to you or shown you or demonstrated for you. Okay, does everybody understand? Yeah, questions about this? Got to go slow. <laughs> Okay, you understand, Marie? All right, very good, very good. Some of the things that we do to, to stay in the body is um, certain forms of meditation. Yoga helps you stay in the body. Body maintenance, going to the bathroom, uh, feeding the body. Uh, running with the body, you know, the exercise, the cardio exercise, this grounds you inside the physical body. So it's very important to understand that the Kundalini wants you, wants your total awareness of what she's doing. Now, meditation, let's talk about meditation. Now, meditation, if, you, if you're doing a meditation that, you know, where you, oh, you're on a, you're in this environment, I'm, I'm being a, a meditation person here. You're in this environment and you're sitting on a log and you turn to the left and you see a squirrel and the squirrel leads you into a cave. So this type of thing, boom, you're right out of the body. But if you go into the meditation saying, I give myself to Kundalini, well, where does that take you? Into the gift of yourself to Kundalini. This is very important. This is very important for you to begin to arrest, <laughs> just her word here, to arrest your consciousness, not let it wander all over the place, but to arrest your consciousness and allow it to begin to function within the now moment. You know, the power of now, that book. So she wants you in that now moment. She wants you to realize, she wants you to take a stop. Let's, let's use Michael, Mike Fry, for instance, okay, because he's, you know, he's, he's doing well, I think, and, and he's pursuing this. So all of a sudden, Mike's on a ladder, and he's, he's observing somebody put that textured coating on somebody's house, and he wants to make sure it's looking right. So he climbs up the ladder, and he, I don't know, he's, stick your screwdriver in there to see if it's the right depth or something, Mike? Is that what you do? Yeah? Right, right. So, and I just guessed on that. I have no clue. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not his finger. Okay. So he's climbing up the ladder. He's got his screwdriver in his hand. He's going to check the depth of the textured coating for the house. And all of a sudden, he stops and he begins to see everything that's going on around him. He smells everything that's going on around him. He can hear. All the five senses are activated, abnormally sharp. This is the Kundalini. This is the Kundalini. And what will happen is those five senses will form a matrix. 
And within that matrix, those five senses will form a baseline structure that allows you to go further in what it is you're experiencing. So the more present you are in your body, the further you go with your kundalini. And it doesn't mean that you can't meditate. It doesn't mean that you can't pray. It doesn't mean you can't do your devotions. It doesn't mean anything against your kundalini practice, the five Tibetans, the alternate nostril breathing. All of those things are present kundalini moment practices. Present kundalini moment. Oh, there's Amen. We never get to see Amen here. Turn that camera on, Amen. <laughs> Show us that beard. There we are. Okay, good man, good man. Thank you. It's good to see you. So, this is important for you to understand and to immerse yourself in the now moment reality that grace is giving you the opportunity for. To use those five senses as a baseline structure that allows you to go further than each individual sense would allow you to go. Now, of course, she will expand. She will expand anyway because she knows that you're not paying attention. She, she knows. <laughs> she knows you're, you know, you're kind of sleepy right now. Maybe, maybe not. I'm sleepy right now. She knows that, that you know, it's, it's all just, you know, talking head information, right? You're seeing me, this, this old guy, and he's, just kind of like going on with a monotonous voice you need to be in your present moment all the time you can't be going to the cinema well your ego wants to go to the cinema so it's going to kind of fade that part out you can't watch tv oh the ego's going to fade out that part because it likes to watch tv you see what i'm saying you're going to have to experience this yourself uh, Alexander's asking people, Master, what about singing or playing some instrument? Yeah, yeah, that'll take you right out of your body. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're reading the music, right? If you know how to read the music, you know, like you have a dotted half note. Well, what is a dotted half note? Well, it goes into your brain and it, it gives you that one, two, three, or that one, two and a half count. Okay, so a half note is, is equal to two beats. One two but a dotted half note you're one two and a half and then you go into the next the next phrase so if you're reading the music that's one thing and you're in you you know you're making that connection to the music uh but that is its own reality as well even as you read the music you're not focusing on anything else when you're reading the music you're tied into that reading you're you're looking for the next stanza. Stanza is a is a on the piece of paper. It's a, it consists of, of about maybe two measures of music. And so you you're looking at the current stanza and you're playing your instrument. And then you go to the next stanza and the next stanza, so on and so forth. That's the reading part of reading music. And so it's very important for you to understand that that. You can get locked into these things. Another another way you can get locked in is doing the stuff you do at work, like Mike on the on the ladder, you know, checking out the the depth of the uh, textured coating that he that his guys just sprayed on the house. Uh, you can get really locked into the to the work world because you know 
He'll be right there in the moment. He'll be checking the depth with the screwdriver. He's going, oh, okay, this is great. Now he's immediately thinking on the next job that he has to do. As he's walking down that ladder, he's thinking, okay, now i got to go over to 607 Walnut Avenue, and i got that house there, and I have to talk with the owner, and da 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 all these things. Right, Mike? And so that took him out of the present, and that took him into the future. Because we're trained here to be so productive in our world of employment. And we have to be. We have to be so productive. We have to go from one job to the next job to the next job to the next job until our day is done. Until our eight hours or ten hours, probably closer to ten for Mike because he owns his own business. Uh, you know, we have to do we have to do those things in order to stay competitive and productive in 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 this world market. So. But the point that I'm trying to make is the importance of staying in your body. Staying. Pr Look, kundalini is so rare. Kundalini is one of the rarest gifts you're ever going to have, ever in this life, in this body. Be present to it. Don't let the world of fashion, the world of the cinema, the MCU universe... <laughs> Don't let the world of rock stars or Kardashians or sports, football or football, basketball, baseball, any of these things. Don't let these things take you out of your present kundalini moment. Now, she, she'll force the issue. She will force the issue. Like right now, she's streaming this information through my tiny little walnut brain. Okay, she's streaming this right through. She's going from one subject to the next. And I have to stay in this reality. I have to stay in this now moment in order to stream that information. I want you to be able to stream her information as well. I want you be, to be able to stream her downloads in real time, even if you're wearing a hat and a blue shirt like Anthony. <laughs> okay. I want you to be able to stream it. I want you to be able to express it as it occurs in your mind. Okay. So this is, a, this, this is, she's never brought this up through me before. This has always been something that, uh, that has been put on the back burner, I think because it goes against so many of our egotistical ideas of enjoyment. Uh, it takes you away from the perception of your pleasure, whereas this can be incredibly pleasurable. Uh, you've seen me have bliss on this program. You've seen me go into have to stop and have the bliss. And the bliss, even though it, when I get it, it feels like I'm being intruded upon. <laughs> but it feels really good. Bliss is bliss. You know, bliss is bliss is what everybody wants to have. I mean, it's it's. It's really, it's, it's a beautiful experience. Bliss is a beautiful, beautiful experience. And, and if possible, I want you all to be able to experience this. Amen. What time is it over there in Syria? Oh, he got up. It must be late. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've had Amen here out of all these years. 
All right, looks like I lost him too. He's not here anymore. All right. So staying in the body is one of the foundational things. Now, if you're Magali, with Magali, she's doing an, an, an extremely extended practice throughout the day. The only time within her kundalini practice that she has the opportunity to to move away from the kundalini reality and that's only partially is when she's standing up in front of the classroom and teaching her students how to speak english okay but even at the same time her kundalini is present in the classroom observing the students how they're receiving the information etc cetera, etc cetera. <coughs> So it's, it's important to remember that you can have a life. You can have a good life without leaving your body so much. Now, what she does, she also does a lot of, a lot of uh, exercises. You know, she swims for like an hour uh, every other day. She does the workout at the gym, and then she's dealing with the... Uh, with the intricacies of the social environment at the gym, you know, things of that nature. She comes home and she's, boom, she's, she's inside of the mantra. She's inside of, of uh, mixing mundane work with kundalini work. So when she's fixing the food, she's saying the mantra. When she's eating the food, she's saying the mantra. When she's cleaning the house, She's saying the mantra. When she's in the shower washing herself, she's saying, she's saying the mantra. How many of you are doing something similar? Oh, excellent, excellent. The two of you. <laughs> and, not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at you. Oh, you're not doing the work. You are doing the work. You are doing the work. I know that... Uh, the work takes many different forms and many different uh, options present to us within the different realities that we're working from. But it's very, very important for you to look at the amount of time you spend being distracted from the Kundalini as opposed to embracing and being engaged with the Kundalini. You understand? being distracted by needing to make money, to make ends meet, to put food on the table, to put gas in the, in the automobile, to, to do all the things that, that you like to do, to go out and have fun. Kundalini is not against you going out and having fun. Just bring her along with you. And what she will do is when you're out having fun, she will tend to edit how much the ego is engaging in itself and she'll she'll edit out some of those things but she won't take away the fun she'll just edit out you know laughing at somebody else's expense or she'll edit out uh not being able to see how that other person is feeling whether you're laughing at them or not you know just another you'll notice people more uh, you'll notice the feelings of others more. You'll notice animals more. You'll notice insects and birds and, and how they're interacting with your reality much, much more. You won't have to have a bee land on your body and be concerned whether it's going to sting you because you'll be embracing everything.
This is part of the mindfulness of Kundalini, the, the mindset. And the mindfulness of Kundalini is to stay in the body. Don't let your daydream drift you off into a different reality. Stay behind your eyes. Embrace the Kundalini as she is expressing herself through you. Remember, this is Sacred Mother we're talking about. Nice to have you back, Eamon. Stay behind your eyes. Stay within the Kundalini reality as much as you possibly can. And it this, this goes into the intimate levels too. You're making love with your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend here in the West, squirrels or whatever else you want to do that with. Um, and she's there with you. She's there with you. She's the one that's controlling how you relate to this reality, even in the intimate moments of your life. Questions about this so far? We'll play a little music here as you ponder your questions. Yeah, good. All right. All right. As you know, I have no script when I do these podcasts. And I'd like to welcome everybody in the podcast world. Um, these are streams. These are thought streams. These are the pictures she puts into my mind and the words that that, that I see. I don't get fed words. I don't hear a voice in my head. And uh, it's a way of just, she connects to that fifth chakra and just doesn't let go. Okay. But I'm still here with her. See, I'm still here. It's not like she's shoving me. I'm not channeling. She's not shoving me out of the body. She's pushing, she's placing me in the body and grounding me in the body. In order to do this kind of work, you need to be grounded in the body. You know, if you're going to give people readings, and I know some of the Kundalini people do that because, you know, it's something that they can do, and so therefore they do it. But in order to give an accurate reading, you need to be grounded in the body. Okay, if you're giving a massage or some sort of a therapy, like I know Chris Van Hoof does, he needs to be grounded in the body. You can't be off fantasizing about, you know, having sex with this girl or, you know, what a cool movie that was. You know, you can't be going into your memory areas. You need to stay in the present moment. Stay in the present moment. All right. Huh, since there are no questions on that, we'll move on to the next thing. Uh, may I may I ask or say something? Yes, uh, go ahead. When um, you, you know, I think all, everyone in my group knows that, or maybe uh, at least that my father was ill, and uh, he passed away. And um, I corresponded with you uh, and told you that um, on his grave uh, appeared. It's it's winter time here. <laughs> Just bear that in mind. Uh, bees, like a swarm. Is that a word of bees? Um, and so, um, 
and before that they would appear behind his paintings many years like a couple of years let's say three years back since he was sick they would appear and make nests behind his paintings wow, uh, wow. wow that's very cool <laughs> yeah yeah the bees will appear often at death and at birth so people but the the kundalini understands that if you're in a hospital uh, labor and delivery room, they can't necessarily go in there and start making a nest. But you'll hear the buzzing of bees. Now, if you've never heard the buzzing of a swarm of bees, well, you have a beautiful experience to look forward to. It can't be replicated uh, through a human recording device accurately. Okay, You need to hear it viscerally. You need to hear it with your own ears. It's an ominous force. The animals, you'll see your dog, the cat, everybody runs. <laughs> everybody runs away when they when the bees are swarming. And the funny thing uh, of that is that as the bees are swarming, they are perfectly harmless. You can stick your hand up. They're not going to sting you. They're not going to, you know, when they're traveling, they're harmless. When they have a home, they'll sting you. Okay. So when they're swarming, looking for a new home, they're perfectly fine. But everybody knows, the wild kingdom knows, the bees are on the move. And you don't mess with the bees. You don't mess with the bees. All the wild creatures know, the wolves, the bears, everybody. Okay. Uh, and part of that is the sacred feminine aspect of the bees. And the fact that Slobodana had her father, you know, he went in, into the, 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 the phase of moving into his next reality. The bees were there to help him go. And they had been for, I think, for a while. It wasn't just this one time in the death, like she said, you know, they would, they would make, uh, they, they would try to make homes behind paintings, and, and which is interesting because those are queens that do that. The queen bee is the one who will find the home for the new 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 uh, hive, and and if she's going into his room, into his home, and going behind a painting in order to make a home, it's just a temporary home, but it's an it's an action of recognition. Yes, and those are his paintings that he painted. He, he was a painter, or he is, you know, a painter. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is an action of recognition by the colony of bees that he had bees in his backyard, I believe, right? Uh, well, yes. Also, we don't have a backyard, but it's more like a balcony kind of thing. Did he have? Did and, he have a? Also, did he have a beehive? Oh, no, we didn't have our own beehive. See, and so these were wild bees that came in. Yes, wild bees. That, e that even makes it more of a shakti experience. Wake up, Marie. Wake up, honey. You're starting to snore. There we go. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so it's very important. I'll try not to talk in a monotonous voice this way. I know this can just throw you into a sleep state. It's really interesting that people will do that. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so my question was, sorry, my question was uh, because I watched uh, on your uh, page website, however you call it, uh, I uh, saw this video about grief that you made. 
maybe like 13 years ago, I believe. About uh, Greece? Grief, grief. Oh, grief. Okay, yeah, a thousand yes. years ago. I mean, a thousand that. years ago. Uh, but you said, uh, like, you, you, you know where they, where we go. Like, we know when people pass away. So, I don't know if, if you could share, if you are willing to share that. Um, most me. people, most people, when they die, mm -hmm. uh, most people, if they're not being, if they're not, if if, if it's a, if it's like a bed death, okay, a bed death, the, where they're kind of laying in bed, the cancer's taking them over, the the body's starting to shut down, these types of things, uh, the person will be lifted out of the body. Uh, they'll feel a tremendous force that lifts them out of their body. Now, it's hard for me to go into the sensations of it, but you'll feel the chakras disengage. The chakras... It's not just the physical chakras in the spine that exist. There is an overlay of energetic chakras that also exist that nobody really knows about. Nobody really works with them. Some of the, some of the ancient, ancient Hindu, um, Vedic, and uh, Sanskriti people knew knew of this overlay. Uh, if you go, to, if you get a book called Kundalini by Ajit something what's his last name da, da, da. i can't remember his last name at the moment but it's kundalini it's a big gold gold book on the outside he's into the the, the whole hindu aspect of the kundalini and and uh, he shows you know there's an ancient ancient picture of the, of the of the chakra overlay of the physical chakras on the spine but it's not just the physical chakras on the spine it's all the chakras in the system this makes up uh, a, a certain energetic body. And so when, when the person is lifted out of the body, uh, some people will, depending on the, on the life they live, they will have angelic uh, creation there to help them, especially if they're expecting. If they're like Christian-oriented, then, you know, and they're believing in angels or just a new age person, it's like, oh, angels this, angels that, and they'll get an angel or something that looks like an angel, helping them out in their final moments. And they will follow a tunnel. Now, there are many different ways to die. <laughs> if you're a soldier and you've been shot uh, in the chest with a something that makes a huge hole in your body, and you're dead, right? You're dead. You, you can't lose that amount of flesh and, and, and live. And what happens is you're immediately out of the body, but you're also out with the soldiers that were standing next to you, and you're all kind of standing together wondering, WTF, you know, where, where do we go now? You know, and you're confused, and you still have your soldier clothes on. Uh, you still have a weapon in your hand. You have all of these things, and you're looking for the next destination. Sometimes you'll be taken uh, to a person who has the ability to guide you. Um, just a second here. And those people uh, can see you, and the soldiers will end up in their living room while they're having dinner, or their dining room, and all of a sudden, that person is called. This is a service that that person gives, and they know they give it. 
And so as these dead soldiers show up in their dining room area, you know, she's able to direct them to where they need to go. And most often you need to look to the left. If you've died that way, you need to look to the left and you'll see a light and it might just be a little pin light, but she'll direct them to that light. She can see it too and she'll direct them to it and they'll go into it and they'll move on to their next expression. If you've had a violent death, like a soldier's death, uh, you're going to go into an area that is covered with bliss. Uh, and so, it's, and everybody goes to this area. You'll, you'll go to this blissful area and uh, the bliss acts, it has the action of cleansing the anxiety and the fear and the trepidation and the the nervousness from the individual. And so they're covered in this immense level of love and bliss. Now, if they've been a bad person, they're going to get... Have you ever seen the movie Ghost? You know, where the, where the bad people kind of get drug off by these black things. Well, that's going to happen. Okay, if, you, if you've murdered somebody or... Or, or, or you uh, in some way damaged a lot of people, you're going to have that happen. Murder is really not a good thing. You need to stay away from any of that. Even though the emotions may run high, you never have the right to take somebody's life, ever, ever. I would, I would implore all of you to go through your life without ever killing another person. Now, if you're a soldier, that's a different deal. You're following orders. Kundalini knows. Divinity knows you're following orders. And so... Uh, even though you've you've done that, uh, the the killing, uh, it comes under a different department, you might say. But your father, Slavanana, he was taken straight into the the bliss field, and in the bliss field, uh, he is relieved of his concerns, like his concerns for you or if he had a spouse or a family or friends of this nature, he was relieved of that anxiety and he was bestowed with a, a new reality of knowledge, of knowledge and love and understanding. And this is why you'll have so many people reaching back uh, into the physical saying, hey, 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 everything's fine. You don't need to grieve. You don't need to grieve. They'll keep telling you that because it's true. Everything is fine. And the bliss field is, is, is what cleanses us of our remaining um, ties to the physical world. Now, not everybody accepts this, though. Some, some people, it, you know, there's just such a strong uh, issue about what their life was to them and, and, you know, how they were experiencing that life. Uh, there's such a strong issue that they don't, they don't even go to the bliss field. They just, they become a wandering ghost or a stationary wandering ghost. Stationary wandering ghost is one that stays in the house and it, you know, makes it a haunted house. Okay. Stays in the castle, makes it a haunted castle, walks the corridors at night, you know, uh, shaking the doors and, you know, at night, you know, 
all of these things. And, and uh, this is a wandering spirit, the person that hasn't moved on yet. They can, unless they've murdered people, tortured people, then they're just stuck. That part of their punishment uh, from grace is, is that they're stuck in that place for a long, long time. And I mean centuries, centuries, uh, like a thousand years or more. Okay, that's their incarceration. And they know it. They know that this is why they're there. They know it. They've been given the information, this is why you're here. Okay. But Slobodana's uh, father, he went straight in to the bliss field. And uh, he was cleansed of his of his grief, of his concern for his family, of, of, uh, of the life that he just lived. And, and as you come out of the bliss field, at the same time that you're in the bliss field, this is an all-in-one thing, you are shown your karma. You are shown why you took the life, uh, why you lived the way you lived, why you, say, weren't born a billionaire, Okay, you know, these types of things. The karma, uh, you will be shown the karma. You'll be shown the karma. And uh, as you're shown the karma, you, the knowledge that that karma information gives you places you in a position of understanding. And as you're in an, a position of understanding, where Slobodana's father is right now, he has the opportunity to plan his next life. And the life, when you plan a life, you're weaving together uh, karma. You're weaving together karma. Weaving together uh, different items. Now, one of the things that, that you need to understand is that uh, karma isn't just about what you have done. It's not, about, it's not a judgment on your past all the time. Sure, that's part of it. But it's also... Uh, a, a recognition of what it is you wanted in life, okay? Uh, what it is you wanted, why you wanted it, okay? Why you didn't get it, and what you need to do in the next life to fulfill that karmic uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing the words here, uh, to, to fulfill that karmic need. Okay. Now, sometimes when you, when you understand why you wanted a certain thing, that eliminates the need. Because most of it will be seated in the egotism of it. Okay. Uh, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you needed to be a captain on a ship somewhere. You needed to have the authority. You needed to have control over the lives and destinies of other people uh, to prove that this was, this was something that you could do, this type of thing. And if it didn't happen, then that will occur in the next expression. Okay. And you, often you'll follow a family, a family line. So Mike Fry here, he's got, he's got two kids, right? So the kids are going to grow up and they're going to have kids of their own and Mike's going to die. And he's going to move into the bliss field and 
and he'll remember why he was there. He'll remember that he has the kundalini, all these things. And if Mike chooses to have the next body, which he will, because he needs more time uh, having kundalini in a physical body. Uh, so he will often come as the offspring of his own children. Okay? And then, you know, there will be karmic matchups, you know, like is it is it the, the, the oldest daughter or the youngest daughter, uh, you know, that type of thing. And he'll have to weave in that karmic destiny of the individual uh, with his own uh, karmic destiny. But all of them have the seeds of grace within them right now simply because they're living with him. And so that will, that will flavor uh, all of their lives and his next life as he follows the family line. Okay, uh, it, you don't always follow the family line. Sometimes, sometimes you just follow the lineage of the mother or the father. Sometimes you're only there. You're not there for the brother and the sister. You're there uh, because you were once the father of the father that's having you. And there was a karmic uh, a calling that you had to fulfill uh, by being the son of your own son. <laughs> it gets a little confusing, doesn't it? So these things, but these things are real. And these, this is part of the weaving, W-E-A-V as in Victor, I-N-G, the weaving of the next life. You have to look at all these areas. And you're, you're given help. There are wisdom entities that are not... That are not currently taking bodies, you know. They are in the, they're in the 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 reality where they greet the person upon death and they begin to to impart knowledge to those people. Um, I've seen them, and that's what they do. Okay, any questions about this at all, Slobodana? Your father's doing fine. And he left a trail. He left a trail of goodness in his in his passing. He left a trail of goodness in his life. And uh, that trail will serve him as it serves you, uh, having his blessed memory in your heart. Okay. Thank you very much. So what did you say about looking left? So is it for the non-violent kind of? When, when you're a soldier, and, and, and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can get hit by a car. That's also a violent death, right? And literally, you'll be mm -hmm. knocked right out of your body. You'll be knocked mm -hmm. right out. Of, you'll see your body laying there on the pavement. You'll be going, oh, God, what a mess. That can't be me. That can't be me. I don't look like that, you know. Um, and you'll see the first responders will be standing there, and they'll be going, oh, yeah, we better cover that up. You know, and they'll cover you up with a blanket, you know, and, and – uh, Everybody will have kind of a, a, a patina of sadness about them, a patina of, they've all seen it before. You know, the first responders, not their first time they've seen somebody completely mangled due to a car accident. Okay, but it's not a happy time. It, it, it's, it's actually a very sacred time. And they treat it that way. A lot of them treat it that way in their minds, even if they're making... Uh, small talk or, or whatever, you know, that they do as they're bundling your 
your body off of the roadway. Um, it's a sacred moment. And that sacredness permeates the entire accident scene. And those people, um, as they're standing on the side of the road, looking at themselves being, being hauled away, uh, they, they will be often, somebody will appear next to them and say, oh, wow, was that you? Oh, wow, that's, here, come over here, let me talk to you. And, you know, they'll come over and, and they will be lifted into the next reality. They'll be lifted into the next reality. A soldier who's killed people, on the other hand, it's harder for them to see the light. Unless, because war does more things yeah. than just murder people. When it's a wartime issue, war brings about courage. War brings about the domination of fear over the fate of death, impending death. You know, you see the RPGs coming at you. You know you might, there's a good possibility you're going to get hit with a rocket-propelled grenade. So you know that death is close to you and you and you have to just keep on defending yourself defending the, the 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 guys in your unit the guys in the and the girls in your unit you have to keep defending yourself and 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 so you do and and then yeah your whole unit gets taken out by rpgs rocket propelled grenades and all of a sudden all of you are standing uh in the dining room <laughs> Of, of a person that can guide you to your next step, the next expression. And I only know of one person who does this consistently. I mean, they're not that common. But I know of, of, of one person who does this consistently, uh, and she gets them, and, uh, you know, she directs them to this tiny pinpoint of light. And as soon as they go to that light, the light expands to almost suck them into itself. And that's the bliss field. That's the bliss field, pulling them in. And the scenario with the bliss field is it's the great cleanser. It's the great equalizer. It, you go out of competition. You go, you're deeply, deeply, deeply covered with love from the inside out. Everything that you did in your life was a, an action of grace. Everything, even 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 the people that did the bad things, because sometimes the karma called for them to do bad things, so they know what it's like from the perspective of the afterlife to do a bad thing, so that they don't do it in their next expression. Does that make sense to you? Did you get that? Is it clear as mud? Questions about that part? There should be questions about that part. <laughs> I just, I'm getting these blank stares like, uh, I don't know. Messer? So, what? Yes, who? Yeah, Bruno. Bruno. Uh, yes, I have a question. Go ahead. Um, we, we get, um, usually the perspective is always uh, right in the middle of the journey. We are doing the karma. People are doing their karma, going through stuff, pl planning yeah. their next life. But how does that begin from nothing, then having a soul that, that goes through all of this journey, all of this stuff? It, it never it starts from nothing. It never starts from nothing. Um, 
what it starts from is a is a level of karma number one karma and number two uh, the choices that are made by karma for the individual is they're born on this world their karma begins to initiate itself into expression so uh, if, if you have a, like like say a, a happy karma that child is going to be a happy child all the time like trusty you know, a happy child, someone who smiles a lot, someone who laughs a lot, someone who, who likes to live and, and likes to play and likes to have fun and likes to give joy into the world. And I'm not saying Trossi does that all the time. <laughs> but he does a lot. That's why he's the sun king. Okay. But the scenario is, is that child will be happy. That child will, will be easy. Uh, the child will not be punished by their karma as much as a child who has a different kind of karma where they need to experience nightmares. They need to develop fear. They need to develop uh, an understanding of pain, but mostly fear. I can't use any examples from my childhood because my childhood was a kundalini childhood and that that's a very different type of thing but the the person that comes into this world is a blank slate as it concerns its worldly affairs it is not a blank slate when it comes to its soul information and karma and for Forget about the Akashic Records. Oh my God, what a what a messed up fantasy that has been. Oh, I've been to the I've been to the Akashic Records, and I was able to look at Trosty, and and I could see him, you know. And he's like, oh, I you know, taking a shower, taking a shit, you know. I can see Trosty doing all these, you know, this stuff. This is bullshit. It's just self-aggrandizing bullshit. For the most part. <laughs> okay. I won't even go there. I'm not even going to bless it with a comment. Uh, but, and I know, I've just stepped on a bunch of your toes, and, 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 and I, I don't apologize, because truth needs to be said. And, and egotistical self-aggrandizement only clogs up the channels of, of truth that can come through to people because they're beginning to base their life purpose on a false belief. Okay? So, with a child, a child comes in as a blank slate and begins to experience its karma. It'll reach a certain age, and the age is different for everybody, and they'll start to make karma. They'll start to make karma. They'll start to to say no, mommy, or they'll kill the fly, or they'll, you know, they'll explore their world in some of the grotesque ways that children do because they don't know any they don't know any better. Okay, but they'll begin to make that karma, and from that they 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 follow that uh, uh, they follow that uh, pattern. 
throughout their life. And a lot of that pattern is based upon how their parents raised them. Do their parents say, oh, no, 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 honey, no, we don't put the kitty cat in the dryer. It's not good for the cat. So we don't put them in the dryer and we don't turn the dryer on when the kitty cat's in there. Those sounds that the kitty cat make when you do that means they're in pain. You know what it's like to hurt, so don't do that to the kitty cat. You know, So, I mean, that's what a parent is there to do is, is to begin to to teach the child to um, respect the feelings of others. This is how you're able to to uh, uh, traverse uh, childhood into maturity. Is to you have to have respect for other people. You have to have compassion. You have to have empathy in order to survive in society. If you don't have those qualities then you're not going to survive very well in society. You know, you know, if you don't have empathy and compassion, you're going to become a serial killer of some sort. Maybe it'll be a grasshopper serial killer or a, you know, a cat serial killer or some sort of a killer of life that you did not need to become. Okay. So it's parental influence is incredibly important. Now if the if the child doesn't have constant positive parental influence, well then some of those negativities are going to follow the child uh, into their adulthood and they'll express those negativities based upon what they were given uh, from parental sources. So a kid that wants to, you know, to constantly prove themselves to the whatever parent they have, you know, they'll, you know they're going to choose some sort of a violent thing if you're a boy. If you're a boy, you'll take up boxing or some sort of a thing that you get to dominate somebody else. And so that satisfied the egotistical need. But you also get adulation from the crowd. So that satisfies another egotistical need. And then you get to, to, to show off to whatever parent or parental influence that you have. And so you've got the big three egotistical needs that are being satisfied. And, and for some folks, that's enough for a while. That's enough. You got to remember, we're not talking about Kundalini people here, Bruno. We're talking about your regular child. Kundalini children are different. They they have a different level of karma uh, that they have to uh, participate with. You'll you'll find that out. All of you, <laughs> all of you will find that out soon enough. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. And then somebody had a question about. Uh, when does when is life present in the body? When is the consciousness in the body? Well, that's going to be different for everyone as well. For some, uh, it uh, the consciousness of the individual is present throughout the gestational process. For some, the consciousness doesn't come in until the very last moment uh, before birth is given. It's not the same way for everyone. It is not the same way. The, the, the sameness comes in the, the way you're given the body. I mean, you know, the, same, the sameness or, or the, the, uh, the part of this that is, that is uh, pretty much a pattern for everybody means you're going to be born of a woman, uh, typically not a man posing as a woman as we have out here in the West. 
even though now it's technically possible for men to give birth, which I find kind of abrogates everything sacred about femininity, but okay. Um, you'll be typically born of a woman. Uh, you'll either be brought into this world through cesarean or a vaginal uh, birth, and you'll begin your life that way. Okay. Um, everything else is up is up for change. Everything else, the uh, the economic uh, level of of the parent, the educational level of the parent, um, the social uh, development that the parent's going to impart. All these things are are up for grabs. Okay, they're up for grabs, and so you don't know. That's gonna that's gonna create the difference between Magali and Alexander and Jennifer and Trosty and Slavodana. So, you know, those five people, you know, they they have different karmas. Their karmas coincide with regards to Kundalini information, but even the expression of Kundalini coming through each of the people I just named will be absolutely different and unique. Except for certain areas. Because once again, we are one and we are separate, and we are one and we are separate. Oneness is exactly that, but it's not a standalone quality. It's oneness within the individual energy, and it's diversity within the expression of that individual energy. You guys get the difference? We are all one, and we are all separate at the same time. And I know, once again, that steps on people's toes because they just want to focus on one end of the polarity. We are one! And run around naked in the park throwing rose petals over their head. Okay? You know, and, you know, it's just not, uh, it's not accurate. I don't want to judge it. It's just not accurate. That's all. And here I'm trying to deal with accuracies as much as possible. I'm lifting the fog of distraction and self-aggrandizement off of the levels of truth that your kundalini is willing to give to you. All right, moving on. Did you have another question? Oh, oh. so life takes place in the body at different times for different people. Some people, you know, they're there in the embryo. Well, actually, they're around the mother. She's correcting me. That she's saying most of the time, uh, when the fetus is in the embryonic stage, the baby being, the consciousness that's going to become the baby, is floating around the mother, not on the inside like on the fluid, but in her energy field, just waiting for the right time. It's already been decided who's going to get the body. It's already been decided. Uh, now, there are certain things that can happen. Sorcery, black magic, uh, negative, uh, negative energetic influences coming in to corrupt that child into something different than what it was designed to be. Uh, you know, there are those possibilities. But typically, typically speaking, the baby being is is already been selected he or she is in the energy field of the mother waiting uh, for the right moment to come in and give consciousness to that uh, body. 
Okay, so there you have it. It's not all going to be the same thing, the same way for everybody, but it's going to be similar. Similar. All right, so I see Magali is finally covering up the fish tank. Okay, she, she puts her fish babies to bed. All right, so. <clears throat> Master. Yes, sir. Uh, just adding to the previous question, I guess I also wondering in the direction of um, how those things happen previously to even to the first life. Uh, how does an oh, individual right. being that is going to go through no, karma? No, I, I got the... it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, that's actually fairly easy to to explain. The human, the human school of spiritual enlightenment is one of the fastest schools for this subject that there exists in the multiverse. Um, there's a long line of, of entities that want to become a human because one of, the, one of the traits of a human is to be able to go from zero to divinity within a set number of lifetimes. And everybody in the spirit world wants to go into divinity. Everybody. It's a, it's a, it's a draw. It's a... Uh, I'll, I'll get to that, Apaya. It's a draw. It's a, it's a, uh, a compulsion. It's just the same feel that, that the insects and, and, and have as they... As they fly around a light, they have to go to that light. They have to go to that light, and and uh, it's the same with with uh, people outside of the human species. They they know the light is there. They can either see it, they can feel it, they can they can partake of it to some degree, but not to the degree that they want. And so they decide to enroll in the human school of experience. And as I mentioned before, it's not one life. It's a series of lives. And you sign that contract to experience a series of lives. So, so as, as, uh, as you're assigned a mother, as you're assigned a mother who uh, is, is going to get you started, then you become a baby being. And you're in her energetic field. And then when the time is right, uh, grace will put you into that flesh body and your memories will be completely erased. You will not know anything. You'll come from a, a perspective of total neutrality. The only thing you'll respond to are the sensations that you experience, the warmth, uh, the 98.6 uh, temperature, uh, breathing the blood, breathing the fluid of your mom, uh, living through her, digesting with her, learning about these types of things, uh, body maintenance and, and all of it. And uh, then you're given, you know, the, the birth uh, process is initiated and you're exposed to harsh, typically harsh uh, fluorescent lights if if you're being birthed in a hospital which is horrible uh, you know you're being uh, exposed to fluorescent lights to 60 cycle energetic uh, hums to people 
giving you pain, like hitting you or, I mean, all kinds of different horrible things that we do to our newborn children. Uh, so these types of things will occur and that person will begin to develop based upon that. But you signed a contract, ladies and gentlemen. You signed a divine contract to go a certain number of lives, and then you can decide whether you want to go further with it. Uh, most people will not reach into the Kundalini area. You guys did. All of you, you know, all 23 of you here have to some degree, or you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. Um, so a lot of people won't make it because it's just too damn hard. Uh, human, the human school is really, really, really difficult because you don't get to remember anything, any of your skills, any of your experiences, everything that you learned as, as an entity, a soul force has been taken away from you. So, you know, in a, in a very real way. You're starting from nothing. Every time you take a body, you're starting from nothing except for your karma. Yes, Dr. Anthony. Well, I, I just wanted to ask, what about people that remember before they were born? Um, They're just remembering I, their karma. They remember their karma before they were born. But that's not can, most people. I can, I can vividly remember waiting to be born. I was so anxious and happy to be coming into this world. Yeah. And I had to wait my turn. There are a whole <laughs> bunch of other people in front of me that were diving into what looked like a big pool of water. And then somebody says, okay, it's your turn. And I dove in. And the next thing I knew, I'm going through this dark tunnel and this man says, it's right. a boy. And they cleaned me up and wrapped me up so tight I couldn't move. I was upset with that. And they didn't even let my mother hold me. You they gotta, put me in this room with all these other babies. You got to remember. But I remember it. Dr. it. Dr. Anthony, you're a Kundalini man. <laughs> Kundalini people, <laughs> Kundalini people have the ability to remember certain aspects of their previous life. And and if Although you don't, I don't remember. remember what if you don't remember it, she will give you those memories to you. You see, as you come closer and closer and closer to Kundalini, uh, she will give you certain understandings. Okay. The understandings I was given was that I was a shaman in a jungle. And I, you know, I initiated a Kundalini response the last time. And, uh, but I didn't re remember that as a child. I, I didn't remember that when I was three, four, five years old. But I do remember that I was taken every single night for 12 years. I was taken every single night and placed on the floor of a jungle. On a, on a, main, on a main predatory path. <laughs> And, I, and it had howler monkeys. So I know that was probably in South America because I could hear the howler monkeys. Okay. So she was giving me information there. She was giving me an understanding of what I had done to, to, to bring myself into this next expression. Okay. And so for you, yeah, yeah. There, there is a line in, in, ahead of you. 
You know, there's a lot of people, as I mentioned, there's a lot of entities that want to do the human school of, of enlightenment, and you have to wait in line. But time is not the same there. Time is not the same. It's not like you're like, you've got other things you have to do. It's not like, okay, I got to pick the kids up at school. I got to get dinner. I got to go to the store. I got to get dinner. I got to put it together. I gotta, da, da, da. You have absolutely nothing else to do. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> and even the waiting part is different because you can review all the different lives that you've lived. You can review that in the astral state. So it's not like waiting is an irritation, typically. Sometimes it is. For the people that have the Kundalini, well, they have more knowledge. They have more knowledge than, than your, you know, your regular guy that hasn't reached Kundalini yet. And so they, you know, that knowledge is a double-edged sword. It can, it can give you irritation because you know what you need to do and you're a little impatient to get it done because you want to do what? You want to dive into divinity. That's what you want to do. Now let's take Dr. Anthony, since, we're, since, since you offered yourself up on the conversational altar. <laughs> Let's take Dr. Anthony for a second. Okay, this guy, this guy is very, he's, uh, he's an example of, he's made it in this world. He's, he's a doctor. He helps people, uh, even though he's retired right now, but his whole life, you know, he's, he's really centered around helping people. He helps the soldiers. Uh, you know, he, he's putting together a healing center. He rescues dogs and, and, and I believe maybe some other creatures. He doesn't go out and stomp on the tarantulas. I mean, you know, he's respectful of other life forms. Um, and still he's mistreated. Mistreated by his own family, he's mistreated. But that has been uh, a marker for his whole life. His entire life, he was mistreated by family. Okay. Maybe not all at once, but certainly as a child. You know, he was, he was given into the body of a religious-oriented uh, uh, mother and father. And he was raised within that very strict religious order of, of, of experience. And when he decided to branch out into uh, Asian influences, well, they kidnapped him and they tried to fix him. And it didn't work. And this broke his heart because he could no longer trust uh, the parents that he was raised with. Am I, am I close to the truth here, Dr. Anthony? Um, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, I was born into a Catholic family, but it's... My father was not religious, really. He, he he sent us kids to church in our little blue suits. We had to walk to church. And uh, he stayed home and sat in his underwear watching the sports game and drinking beer. But that's the way it was. Um, it was also, not the only it was also, one. Yeah. It was also very difficult because I started having experiences as a child and I was totally disrespected, 
you know, when I started seeing demons, my parents said, oh, go back to bed. And I had to go to bed right. by myself. Right. right. Um, and this, these, are, these are all the hallmarks of a kundalini person in the making. Okay, you do not represent normal humanity. You do not represent, none of you here, represent normal humanity. You represent the tip of the antenna that has been inserted into the outermost layers of the divine frequency. This is why you could see demons in the first place, Anthony. Yeah. This is this is why you were born into a family that gave you difficulty, because if, without the difficulty, you wouldn't go further. You become complacent. Most Kundalini people have to have difficulty, and if you haven't had it, put your seatbelts on, because it's coming for you. Okay. If you're not if you're not ready to have the difficulty, well, it doesn't matter, because you don't know whether you're ready or not. Now this and, and Dr. Anthony proves this. You know he was he was he was born into a, a Catholic family, and they they forced him as a child to do certain things, and the the father was not uh, creating a a strong moral fixture. He was sitting at home in his underwear, drinking beer, watching sports. You know, this is like millions of other fathers that do the exact same thing and that that you that use Sunday. They use Sunday as just another day off that you don't have to have the kids because you just sent them off to the priests. Okay. So that's part that's part of the process for your process, Dr. Anthony, and for other people too. I mean, how many people here were raised Catholic? One, two, three, four. So you all share that catechism. <laughs> you all share the uh, the scars on your hands from the nuns. Uh, and it's only, you know, uh, energetic scars. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure that people were raised Muslim as well. And, and it, that's also, especially if you're a woman, Muslim Islam is a very, very difficult religion. Very difficult. Um, so yeah, so so these things have to happen in order to propel you into divinity. You've got to have the difficult experiences. It can't be easy because you'll just become complacent. And when you're complacent, you're lazy. And when you're lazy, you don't do anything. It's only through irritation that we're able to move forward. Everybody get that? Everybody understand that? Marie, Tina, do you guys understand that? Alexander, Cyprian, Darcy, Jordan. It's only through irritation that you move forward, that you grow. And some of those irritations will be deprivation deprivation so you'll you'll be deprived of certain things that you want and you'll never be able to get them in, but you'll always want them but you'll never be able to get them but you always want them anyway okay 
So this is what happened. Now we have a few chats down here, and I want to read them. I don't want them to be ignored here. Let's see. Um, we have da 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 da, and then we talked about singing and how that takes you out of your body. And then the other question is from Alexander: And how much time can I practice playing guitar or singing, for example? Um, as much as you want, really, Alexander. You can practice as much as you want. Just be in the body. Don't drift off into la-la land while you're singing la-la. Okay? Be in the body. And uh, Pius says, Hello, Master, is it painful when lifting out of the body during death? No. No, it is not painful. Most people don't feel anything. They feel lighter. They feel a heaviness that that does not as they leave the body they leave the heaviness on the bed they feel lighter they feel better uh they feel like a great weight has been lifted off of them okay uh let's see najmi says hello master basic question when does the soul enter the body in the first place well we have that we've covered that in different times and uh Apaya asks a, a question here. He says, so if a body is aborted, is it a murder? No. But that depends on the reason why it was aborted. If the reason why it was aborted is because the parents didn't feel they could, they could raise a child appropriately in the society that they're in, then it's not a murder. If, if it was if the abortion was geared because of their economic uh, shortcomings or uh, let's just say they, they didn't like each other very much. Well, what kind of a, what kind of a family life is that going to be? It's going to be one or the other. Okay, so no, it's not murder. It's just, you know, it, it's no more a murder than it is when a woman has her period every month. And that, and, and that egg is is disposed of. Can I can I say something to that? Go ahead. Yes, because uh, yeah, my ex girlfriend she did an abortion, but uh, I noticed her, you know, her beaks they're totally not flexible. She's totally blocked there. And she has a lot of pain. She has also fibromyalgia. Uh, I think it's a karma that she did because of an abortion, I think. No. No? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe if she did the abortion for the wrong reasons, Chris. Well, for the wrong it. reason, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's different. And then how was the abortion done? Was it mechanical abortion? Was it a chemical abortion? How was that done? If it was I a, don't know. She didn't uh, specifically set any details right. about this. But if, uh, if it was a mechanical abortion, well, things mistakes can be made as you're scraping that uterus. There's something called suction. Oh gosh. Yeah, when they suck uh, all the yeah, fetus away, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. get the ribs apart. Suc and, suction yeah. curatage is what it's called. Suction curatage. Am I right, Doctor Anthony? Are you following this? You went yeah. to med school. Yeah. Su suction curatage. And yeah. that typically yeah. is not harmful. That, But placing the the head of the apparatus in the right uh, 
because you have to go, you have to choose right or left with it, and uh, so you don't know. So they just do both sides, and they can damage uh, some of the very, very, very sensitive internal organs as well. Um, if you do it chemically, uh, that ends it in, in a in closer to a natural way, but it's hard on the person because it it makes you feel really, really, really sick, really sick. Uh, but this is not murder. It's murder if you if you have the child and you kill it. That's murder. Uh, it's murder if if you're having the abortion for the wrong reasons. And you and, and only you can know what those wrong reasons are. The woman will feel it. She'll know it. If she's being manipulated by men, she will share that karma, that murder karma, with the partner, the person who made it. Okay. If, uh, give you an example here. Uh, in, in certain cultures in the United States, not in the United States, but in this world. Uh, if you don't have a son and you have a daughter, well, she's worthless. And they'll put her in a bag and they'll throw her in the river because you need a son. You need a son to help you work on the farm, to to make money, to to bring the family more food to eat. If you have a woman, well, she's weak. She can't do anything. <laughs> According to that culture. <laughs> It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and so they kill the daughters and they save the boys. That's murder. That is murder. Understand? And there are millions of people doing this right now. Life on this world is cheap. And the fact that you've made it to the age that you are is a miracle in and of itself. Okay? All right. So, uh, Apaya, I hope, I hope that answered your question to, to some degree. Um, It's it's not the same. It's 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 you know it's not a blanket judgment. There are extenuating circumstances that count. That count. All right. Okay. All right. So, moving on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ah, you're, you're welcome, Apaya. Absolutely. Oh, and I got three more messages. They're telling me here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Cyprian says, I was raised Christian Orthodox and studied theology for 11 years to become a priest. Wow, that's why you have the beard. <laughs> well, yeah, and so, and so here you are, Cyprian, uh, listening to a conversation about Kundalini. What does that tell you about your, one, your destiny, two, where you've come from on a spiritual level. You're like Dr. Anthony. Standing in line going, yeah, I'm close. I am so close. This, this lifetime, you know, you're standing in line going, yep, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach there. I'm going to get there. I know it. I'm there. Okay. And here you are. And here you are. 
Go forward into your grace, my friend, Cyprian. And uh, Bruno says, does every single soul having a human life came for the human school seeking enlightenment without exception? Yes. Yes, yes, without exception. One of the early experiences of humanity that we've all been through is the bestial stage of humanity. The bestial. What, is, what does that mean when I say that? Anybody? Can you help me out here? What am, what am I meaning when I say that? Killing and raping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to put it succinctly. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Killing and raping. Dominating. Being the bully, being the terrorist, being the the murderer, being the rapist, the bestial stage of human expression. We've all been there. Okay. Everybody's been there. That everybody that's been able to come this far into the school of grace has been in the bestial stage of human expression. Yes, Alexander, even you. Okay. Even Trosty, the Sun King. Okay. So yeah, yeah, every this is the whole reason to do the human thing is to reach into divinity. The whole reason. Now, the the negative karma that you make while you're in these various bodies that you're in, and you're gonna be both male and female. I got news for you. You're not always going to be a man, and you're not always going to be a girl, and you're certainly not going to be somebody who identifies with a squirrel and wants to be called Mr. or Mrs. Squirrel, like we have out here in the West. Okay. That's... <laughs> All right. Uh, Mehdi Nasri is asking the question, um, is staying in the body mandatory while doing music only for kundalini people? Pretty much, uh, pretty much, Mehdi. You can play the most beautiful music you've ever had come through you in your life by being in the body with your grace. I mean, seriously beautiful music. Whereas it's not so beautiful as you leave your body and you're like just playing, you know, like like Magali, you know, Magali does her, her rock star impersonation she she has her she's a bass player she plays the bass the electric bass and she also has a a, a regular six-string guitar right Magali and you stand out on the balcony naked and you play the guitar right no no that's not true okay I'm <laughs> just making sure <laughs> um, are you are you typically playing with music or you play how do you play your guitar So I typically um, um, I, I found a I found a website where I can follow the the reading of the music. You know the different um, like like what a what a dotted half note is, right? Yeah, like uh, for every song, they give me the they give me um, the the notes. Okay, good. good. Is it B? Uh, so that's grounding you. 
So that, so that grounds you when you're playing. That grounds you. Now, now, for, thank you, Magali. Thank you. So that will ground you. As I mentioned before, reading the music will ground you. But, but let's just say you're a, a player like Mehdi, and let, let's just say you're at a nightclub or something. People smoking cigarettes. There's t conversations going on. Uh, people drinking the clinking of glasses. You know these types of things going on in the in the nightclub, and you're playing your music. And you can be grounded and play exceptionally well, especially as you ground yourself and allow the kundalini to flow through your fingers and in, into your voice, into the music that you're playing. Exceptional music. Uh, let's see, and the question is, is it mandatory doing music only for kundalini people? Um, yes, no. I've always had Kundalini, so when I was playing music, you know, it was, I, I needed to be grounded or I couldn't do it. You know, it, it just, it's too confusing. Um, going to La La Land can be beneficial if you're uh, composing music. So if you're composing music and you're pulling it out of a different reality, well, but you still you could still be grounded and go to La La Land. You don't have to leave the body uh, to to be productive within a compositional uh, point of reference. All right, so I'm going to move on with that because it it gets complicated with people who don't who who aren't playing instruments. Okay, my computer's starting to act up here. Here we go. Okay. Um, Maria, Master, I've had abortions because I didn't like taking birth control. How do I get rid of that karma? Well, you're living that karma right now, Marie. You're living the karma. Um, this is the choice. These are the choices that you made, and depending on why you did it, uh, you know, did I not have a home? Did I, you know, was I living on the street? Um, was I addicted to alcohol? I mean, you know, all the different possibilities that could come into it. All the different possibilities that come into it, this will determine the choices that you make or the choices that you feel you, you have to make. So, you'll get rid of the karma by living the karma. Oh, she just showed me a piece of your karma. You want me to say it? Okay, one of the pieces of your karma is that you don't get to have access to your child because you killed those other kids because of convenience. So the one child that you kept and that you brought into this world, you don't get to have access to as much as you would normally. Oh, yeah, well, I, once I had my son, I had no idea. Like I looked in his eyes and I'm like, I can't believe I almost considered. I went to Planned Parenthood with him and I All looked right, at- stop, stop, stop. I don't want that whole story. Okay, but you asked, you asked, and, and that's part of the karma that you're experiencing right now. That's horrible. 
It is. It is. It is. And, and, and so consider the reasons why you're experiencing that karma. Consider those reasons. Okay, my dear? All right. All right. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right. And uh, Darcy says, once the Kundalini is activated, is it there for life? Yes, it is. Although I have to say, the activation can fade, the awakening stays. So if you're unable to take the, the kundalini activation into the awakening, or, or if you're unable to take it beyond the first aspects of the activation, then it can fade. It can fade. And, and uh, just because it fades doesn't mean the activation didn't occur or that it didn't have an effect on your soul. When you review your life, which you'll get to do in the bliss state, when the bliss, uh, bliss wave uh, engulfs you, uh, you'll want to try again. You, you'll, you'll consider, ah, oh, I just missed it. Damn, I want to try again. I want to try again. That will be like a, a catchphrase for everybody that's come so close to Kundalini but didn't get there. So I want to try again. I know I can do it. I want to try again. And so you'll happily stand in that line waiting to dive into the next vagina that is that is open to having you there. And that is, and it's, you know, it's not just any vagina. Uh, for a kundalini person, it needs to be some a parent that is going to fit the karma of the child. Okay? Um, so yeah, once the kundalini is activated, it is activated for life, but that doesn't mean that you moved into an awakening. And the symptoms will fade. If you're unable to support the activation, the symptoms can fade doesn't mean it's gone away. It just means you're not feeling it as much. And to your ego mind, it will have gone away. Okay? And you'll need something to jolt your ego mind into understanding that, oh, this is something I should be doing. Instead of going to the psych ward and taking medicine to try to push out these, these symptoms that don't fit in with everybody else's reality, which is what happens. People have an activation of the kundalini. The grace comes to them. They're in bliss. They're happy for the first time in their life. They feel at one. They're, they're, everything is beautiful. And their friends and family notice this. And they go, oh, oh, no, no. This is just wrong. She's just too happy. I think we need to have an intervention. Yeah, she just, this is just not right. Just, she's not herself. She is just too happy. Uh, I think we need to have an intervention and to put her into the hospital against her will, have her pumped full of drugs against her will so that she can be more like us, unhappy, depressed, and using chemicals to find a pleasant reality. But the activation is still there. It's just being drowned out by, or you know, t attempted to be drowned out by certain man-made chemicals. Julia, 
she says, if you find Master Christmas Podcast information helpful, kindly consider donating to support his work. Contributions can be made at chrismkundalini.com or PayPal at chrismitchell369 at yahoo.com. We also have three books coming out, or already out. One book is called Wild Kundalini. The other book is called We Swim in the Sun. We have also a notebook with Kundalini quotations at the top. Julia is currently getting ready to publish her coloring book, uh, which I think is going to be a real bestseller there. I think uh, a lot of people are, are into the coloring book. And and this is a Kundalini-based coloring book. So she'll give you, she'll, like yoga. She wrote about yoga yesterday. And then she says, within a Kundalini context, right at the bottom of the paragraph. Within a Kundalini context. So this will help uh, spread the word about Kundalini and, uh, and, and help people understand possibly what they're having, what they're experiencing. Thank you, uh, Julia. Well done. Slobodana Acoustic says, how does one know if they have ascended or are ascending in the physical? Oh, let me tell you. Where are you at here? I'm looking for you. There you are, Slobodana. Yes. Um, without a doubt. Without a doubt, you will know. Without a doubt. Um, as you climb the ladder of Kundalini, the ascension is already taking place already taking place and as you climb the ladder as you come into the awakening from the activation as you have that primary spinal sweep and then after the spinal sweep as you have the periods of bliss that follow the the teachings that follow the information that follows you are definitely on the ascension path definitely without a doubt and you feel it you feel it. You know it for a fact, actually. You, you, you don't need me to tell you. You know it viscerally from the internal nature of the kundalini that is coursing through you. And you have a wonderful lineage with your father, as far as that goes, uh, Slavadana. So you're on the path. I don't know if you're... Uh, I mean, I could look at you, but I, I tend to want to ask permission for that. Uh, but uh, have you had the spinal sweep, Slavadana? <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> when you say this, the the spinal sweep, <clears throat> actually, what happened to me? It, I believe the trigger event for me was um, when I was giving birth. It was like tra very traumatic and. Um, also related to the lower spine. <clears throat> so after after a while, I had the tingles at the top of my head. It wasn't regular tingles. It was, I think, you know what I'm talking about. It was extreme, and uh, I I started having dreams, like uh, almost like pre-activation dreams. Uh, where of I was snakes, seeing myself. snakes or bees or wolves or I did have that uh, I had um, tigers but tigers. tigers are good tigers are good uh, but I had uh, this masculine figure come to me at first I saw myself as this uh, naked 
female. Yeah, it, it didn't look like me, but I knew in the dream I knew this was me from behind, and I was uh, curled up naked, and then uh, I felt abused, and I felt uh, abused, let's say, right? And then on the right came this masculine figure that was t telling words to me, saying two words to me, and was at first I was startled, but then um, I was like calmed down, and um, he was saying two words that was like, Mel again, Mel again, Mel again. And I woke up from the dream and I could remember those words. And I started exploring what could this mean? And um, in old Hebrew, which I don't speak, <laughs> well, nothing human. Uh, anyways, uh, it meant uh, God is with you. Not me, but in more of you, like humanity kind of thing, right? So this is um, before, <laughs> before things started happening to me while I was asleep and my hands would just go Doing off that. sure sure so oh, yeah. so you're in the middle of an activation and this, so you this has been a couple of years ago this was this was like when i was 33 it was this was like three years ago <laughs> so it was a while ago <laughs> so many people are here uh within kundalini uh, numbers so so for you uh, i if if I were you, I would be diving full force into Kundalini. I would be doing the safeties once, twice, three times a day. I'd be taking all the Shakti pots I could take. I would be doing everything I could possibly do to bring levels of Kundalini into a stronger expression through me. This is the purpose of all life on this world, is to come closer and closer and engage directly the divine principle. And you're on that path. And also one other thing happened to me. Um, I was in the bathroom and I had a, a like a, an urge to flex my tongue. Sounds weird. And then my tongue almost like untied. And I started speaking tongues, I believe. And so I was, I called my mom to tell her, like, you know, she understood that I couldn't say a word in human for a while, for a couple of hours. Well, maybe like an hour. Or, I don't know. Uh, but um, it was. Losing you. Losing you. Intense. Yeah, it, it was quite intense. So that, that happened. Um, you know, like my my tongue got untied, so I started speaking like something that is not any yeah, of the yeah, languages no, that I know. This is good. This is good. Uh, now that that is more of a uh, of a channeling, but it can also be a channeling from a, a different uh, uh, life, a different life. Because, as I mentioned earlier, because you're Kundalini, you have access to previous memories that other people won't have access to. Okay, so let's just say you were a uh, a priestess in the Babylonian cult of of the sacred feminine. Then you would have that memory of some of those of that language, the ancient Babylonian language, and uh, that might come to you. I've had other people who were literally treated as gods and goddesses because they 
they were a priestess in in an ancient uh, uh, religion. And they have that memory. They, they have that memory of, of having people bow down in front of them, thousands of people bow down in front of them as, as they walk past. Actually, they're carried past on this platform. So, yeah, this is good. This is good, Slobodana. Just keep it going. Don't, I mean, even being here, uh, and, and I, God, you know, I, I have to keep reminding myself to say this. Everybody who comes to these Zooms are being Shaktipat. Everyone, every single person. Mm-hmm. Everyone who listens to this podcast is being Shaktipat. Every single person, okay? So this is part of your increase, Slavadana. This is part of your increase. This is part of what you need to be doing in order to build and build and build on the grace that is that is accumulating inside you. Okay. What about premonition dreams? I used to have those when I was a kid. You know, like what? something would happen, like the night before the war started uh, here. I I didn't know anything about it. I was a kid then, right? I didn't have any information, and it wasn't on the news because here it was different. You'd only hear it if you had. Uh, where where where, where is here? Where is here? Uh, it was Yugoslavia, but this part is Serbia, where people. Well, when I was a kid, I was 13 um, or 12 or 13. Is that, that. Slobodan Milosevic's war, that one? Uh, yeah, well, it was the 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 bombs one. <laughs> the bombs one, not the, that one. The, the other one, the one uh, NATO and... Uh, oh, oh like, okay, so the response. <laughs> the response to the war that started in 1990. No, this was later. This was not, this was nineteen ninety nine. This was related to Kosovo. Okay, Kosovo. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the night before, I had the, the dream, like, oh, war was coming, and um, it was one of the dreams that I had that uh, stood out to me especially because it was like a big big event, right? Um, but I did have those dreams sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. dreams, really dreams, different. dreams that 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 portend future levels of of extreme uh injury and death uh can can mm-hmm. come to a person i mean why weren't you bombed why didn't you get bombed why weren't you killed slobodana uh, <laughs> i don't know i survived exactly I exactly you don't know why why well, I, I mean i know why but you you know it wasn't your time you had to to continue in order to have the kundalini to bring in a point of divine grace upon this world just like michael and just like dr anthony and jennifer and alexander and everybody that that's collected here um but you were given that warning that this is coming and and uh even though you were a little kid at the time you had absolutely no control <laughs> about where you would be at any given point um you were given that information. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Da-da-da. I don't think I have other questions. I think I've done all the all the the group chat questions. But I want you to feel free to ask a question on the group chat. It will uh, it will inform me. So and and I'll you know it'll tell me you know that there's something there waiting. All right, so. 
you decided to to join the human species because of the divine reward at the end of that journey. So life after life after life after life after life after life. And it's a different amount of lives for each person because of the choices that we make within our lifetime. Nobody is better than the next person. Nobody. Okay. And as you go into levels of grace, you begin to understand that we are one and we are unique. We are separate. So it's the two that are one and the one that is two. So we're plural and singular at the same time. Now, this just disturbs the heck out of these, these folks that are teaching, uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, when, when They go to the other extreme, you know, and they say, oh, we are all one. And, and, and uh, they, they have these long, drawn-out uh, conversations with people. Well, the oneness is this, and the oneness is that, and when you do this, and then you're part of the oneness, and when you do that, well, then you're also part of the oneness, and it's... They're taking out the separateness. They take out our uniqueness and cover it up with unity. And they use unity as a way to explain away everything that people do, say, of a negative nature or of a, of a competitive nature. Uh, we are one. Uh, and, and it's just wrong. It's just, so I want you to know right now, as of this moment, you podcast listeners, you and you here on the Zoom, <laughs> we are one and we are plural simultaneously. And that doesn't detract from our unity. But it doesn't make unity the end all be all. The only time that occurs is when what? When we've reached into divinity. Okay. That's the ultimate unity. And even then, the divine can choose to individuate if it serves its purpose for whatever reason. Okay. So these are things that I want you to consider. These are things that I want you to, to, that she wants you to ponder upon. The first thing is to stay grounded in your body. Stay behind your eyes. Um, when you smoke pot or you drink a lot of alcohol or you do the various recreational things that people like to do chemically, you take yourself right out of the body. Um, when you smoke pot or, or, or marijuana, when you're smoking marijuana and your eyes kind of widen up and you get that far off look, you're out of the body. Um, same with, with alcohol, same with any of the various things. Don't do these things if you're on the Kundalini path. Do not do these things. Do not drink the caffeine. Do not drink those monster drinks, monsters and demons breath. And there's a water here called death, I believe. <laughs> Stay away from these things. 
Marie, give us a list of some of those, some of the names of those drinks. A list of the energy drinks. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, my favorite, my favorite is a rock star, um, and they have monster. They have um, the yerba mate now. They have an energy drink. Their yerba mate. Um, they um, Celsius. They have a healthy one that seems healthy. It's called Celsius. Um, seems healthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have a variety of them. Um, I, I, I've just it's very difficult being raised as a child with caffeine not to have caffeine it's very i've quit alcohol quit marijuana the caffeine is i've quit drugs you're still drinking the caffeine i went the whole month with the shakti pot without it and then yesterday i got really angry at kundalini and i i you know with my situation just i i i lash out at people when I get angry and at her and I drank an energy drink because I was, I was my way of renouncing her. And then I thought to myself, well, why am I still saying this mantra? If I, if I, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to stop saying the mantra, but I just am really made angry at her. And that's my way of saying F you. I, you, sometimes I get upset when I don't understand things. Right, I understand. <laughs> All right, well, you know what to do. You know what to do. Thank you. Okay. All right. So, any other questions, comments, concerns, queries, complaints that uh, I want any... to share something? Uh, Please what, do. Uh, I had, uh, yesterday, you know, I did. I do now a very long time. I semen retention and I got a lot of energy and uh, was yesterday was dancing. Uh, not in a place where there was a lot of alcohol to serve or something, but I was dancing with a woman, but when I touched her palms, she felt a lot of energy flowing to her body. She was very surprised. But I didn't send anything, but was I was in a good mood. I was uh, yeah, enjoying myself. I danced uh, on a 80s music and all that. But uh, yeah, it, it came like that automatically. Excellent, excellent. You 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 gave her some of your joy, some of your happiness. Okay, which is perfect. I mean, this is what you'd want to do with a dance partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but wonderful. she's also doing yoga, and she's very. Uh, well, she's, I think I think she already like had she... also a spinal sweep. <laughs> she had a spinal sweep, really. Yeah, and you. Uh, well, then she'd because, be receptive. Because, she'd be receptive to your kundalini too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once you have a spinal sweep, um, everything's changed. And once you have that spinal sweep, um, your organs begin to change. Your your kidneys enlarge. The adrenals enlarge. The um, ductless glands enlarge and then recede uh, the parts of the top of your skull the ligatures loosen and then begin to migrate around the fontanelle 
I mean, the every the entire human structure is changed. Okay, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. But I have another question. Are you still yeah. take, taking the Shilajit? No. You were mentioning. No. No. <laughs> no um, I got a heavy metal alert on the the kind that I was using. Um, okay. Uh, and I didn't feel a real jolt of energy from it at all, actually, at all. Uh, and I thought I bought a, a good brand, but you know, I guess it, you know it's, it is it's probably brand specific. Um, so no, I didn't. But I know that you take the she legit, right, uh, Chris Vanho? Uh, now my my moon cycle, I don't, I only eat whole foods. Uh, did, did you see I, your? Did you say your moon cycle? Yeah, uh, in in you, my Scorpio you, sign, it was start five uh, December. I see. And I do a three day fast until okay. this right. evening. I see. Okay. Now that's strictly uh, your thing, though. I mean, <laughs> that's something that you do. Uh, Kundalini is way beyond astrology. Okay. Uh, it's not even really. It's uh, astrology is not even really considered. Except, I have to say that except for the sun signs, the sun signs will tell you a lot about where your Kundalini is starting from. And from the sun sign, uh, that's actually all you need to know is the sun sign. Within a Kundalini context, um, you know. This is what the Italian guy teaches now, the Bonacelli, or what's his name again? You know, if it's astrology, I'm not even there for you. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't follow it at all. Um, yeah, basically, the only thing that I follow is is Kundalini, and she does not guide towards astrology at all. Uh, she guides you now tarot cards she'll guide you towards tarot cards because tarot cards are creating patterns of destiny from chaos which is exactly what kundalini does so you know she she creates patterns of destiny through chaos and it's the same thing depending on how you do the tarot cards uh it can be it can be very it can be an exceptional tool but the problem with tarot cards is the readers uh you know they can insert an egotistical fear of loss and want of gain and that gain being your wallet so you know you, you have to learn how to do it yourself and then i have a special way that i do it whenever i do a reading and i don't really do readings anymore i can't remember the last time i did a reading um and i have a good memory Although Julia might might say something different, uh, but I have a pretty good memory for things like that, and uh, my tarot cards are up there in a in a shelf hidden away. But I did them a lot when I was having difficult times with uh, the Kundalini when I was homeless, like Marie, and I was living on the street, and I was wondering, WTF is this all about? I'm not interested in this, uh, you know. And they would give me the the cards. Don't lie. That's the thing. People will want to tell you what they think you want to hear. But the cards don't lie. 
They do not lie. They come right... They get right to the to the nexus of the issue. And that's definitely based upon how you shuffle them and what you're doing when you shuffle them. So there's a way of, you have to, to let your grace walk through the, uh, the shuffling of the cards and then she will arrange, uh, Shakti will arrange the message that she wants you to have from the tarot. Another one is the Viking runes. Viking runes uh, seem to have a good, uh, honest um, helpfulness to them. I believe the guy's name was Ralph Blum, B-L-U-M, who created them or rediscovered them. And that's about as far as I can go with any kind of divination type of tool which I consider, you know, um, anything of an astrological level or uh, haruspication level uh, to be a divination tool. Okay. So there's that. Oh, looks like we have a few more messages here on the... Uh... Oh, I see. Yeah. Julius. <laughs> Julius giving us... Some more of those monster-type drinks like Liquid Death and Red Bull. So there you go. And Trossi says, I'd love a tarot reading from you. It ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, no, 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 let me, if you have $100,000, I'll do a tarot reading for you. Okay. That's USD. I can be bought. <laughs> Or at least my tarot readings can be. Yeah, I can do that. I've long, long, long passed that. The last time I did that, I believe, was in 2015 or 2016. So, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not bad. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have a a, a bad uh, experience with it. It's not bad. It's good. And there's a special way that I was taught to shuffle the cards that really ties in with your kundalini. But uh, I don't know. Maybe she'll compel me to, to go through that with you one day, but it's not today. Not today. And, uh, you know, you don't need, you don't need to do these things. You don't, you don't need to have a reading. What you need is to pay attention to be in your body, behind your eyes, uh, and listen to what your grace has to teach you from that perspective. Because going, going to the outside of yourself with a, with a deck of cards, and um, I went with the Morgan Greer, M-O-R-G-E-A-G-A-N slash G-R-E-E-R. I went with the Morgan Greer deck, and. Um, but I didn't use their interpretations. I went to another deck that had interpretations that my kundalini liked. And so there you have it. And I forget what the name of that deck is. Some other deck. Um, but you don't need to go outside of yourself. You need to go in. The answers are within you. Not outside of you. Not outside of you. 
All right. Now, are there any questions about this at all? Any questions? I have a question, Master ah. Krizen, but, but okay. not about this. Go ahead, Mitty. Um, so while we're talking about music, I already had this question um, before. Like, you know, I'm, I come from Muslim country and uh, Muslim parents and everything. And I just feel uh, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame because of the music that I'm doing. I just kind of feel that there is a blockage there that's keeping me. What, what kind of music are you doing? Um, like, I produce and play house and techno. Right, four, 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 four by four beats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't have any guilt over that. Just, just let it go. That's that's nothing that you need to own. Okay. Okay. Now that music will drive people out of their body, but that's what they're doing. That's that's the idea behind it. Um, and to dance. Are you taking the drugs as well? Uh, you already know I don't master Chris. <laughs> Wait a uh, never. My my mission and purpose is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, you have no, absolutely no reason to be guilty about playing that music. Unless, you know, does the music have like killer, raper, killer, raper? Does it no, have things no, like no. that? No. So don't worry about it. It's just I, I select my entertainment. music very carefully. Right. It's just entertainment. So just let it be that. You should compose and, uh, Kundalini Flow, Kundalini Flow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So don't be don't be ashamed, okay? Okay. Thank you, Master. Yes, you're welcome. Alexander, you have a question? I see the hand up there. How, how do you guys do the hand? I can never figure out how to do the hand. What do you do with that? Where's the hand? There is a small button with reaction uh, somewhere. Oh, it's a reaction. Yeah, oh, and then raise hand. Oh, look at that! Boom. Okay, all right. I, I I wanted to ask about the dream because I when I'm taking the shakti, but I always have something. <laughs> Most of the times, it's not expecting. <laughs> But last time was like I'm seeing all my family outside in some kind of party, but it's kind of weird. Is 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 Medi playing the music? <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> but I will I will like to love to see Medi playing music yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, you're welcome. I saw my sister uh, with a small child in her head, in her hands at the beginning, and she's laughing hysterically and going through through me. And I, like, the feeling was she's bothering me with something unimportant. And then I said, "Hey, please stop! Don't do that! I I cannot handle this. I don't have time, and you know that's too much." But she, even that, she continuously come like she's chasing or something. <laughs> then I found a fork 
and hit her in her in the leg so she cannot move anymore <laughs> then i saw my mother is going in front of me stop first stop 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 the sister the sister communication is for you to lighten up and to just be happier than you currently are uh smile more laugh more laugh deeply laugh laugh to the point where you you know you don't have control over it you've got to release the blockage you have against laughing laugh more okay that's that's her that's her message to you and now your mother was doing what all family was looking like entities and they they look weird and they lead me to my father to find him he was working on a car and then someone behind me hug me and show me a picture from my for from the brother my father's brother which is uh, already dead in front of my face alive and and that person that hugged me said like you can cry look at him you can cry uh it's easy it's not a bad thing or something like that but it felt wrong all the things that happened to me and at the end i start saying i give myself to you kundalini and then i woke up <laughs> well, the, well let's see here what does the magic scroll say <laughs> let me look here here see i have a magic scroll it says don't believe anything that entities tell you okay yeah so if they look like entities and they're acting like entities if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck it might be a duck You understand I'm not talking about ducks, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Master. I think the I first, got the, the first thing was really more about the laughter. Allow yourself to laugh more. So the, the, the important thing was about the laughter. The other things were about entities. Like that which which reached behind you and grabbed you. Okay. Um, and you said you saw an uncle from, who has already died there, right? They showed me a picture in front of me and say, you can cry or something like that. You and can they cry, had... they said. They said you can cry. Yeah, they said you can see him now and you can cry free or something in that context. In some way, you're holding back emotions. Are you still working the two jobs? Uh, no, Master. I, when I quit the gas station job, I got the, the job in the post. 
with the post. Okay, all right. So in some way, you're you're not allowing yourself to express positive emotions. Crying is positive. You've got to allow yourself to cry. If you don't cry, you're not going to have bliss. Okay. And if you don't laugh uproariously to the point where you think you're going to die, <laughs> you know, you're you're uh, you're cutting yourself off from extreme levels of joy. Okay, and this goes for all of you. I know some of you, you know, are like, well, I can't show emotions. I, I'm I'm a man here, you know, or. You know, I'm a mother. I can't show emotions. My kids might think I'm crazy or something like that. And you just need to be able to express those emotions, especially crying. Crying happens when you're laughing uproariously and when you're crying desperately. Crying has to happen for you to have bliss. Okay? Physical bliss. Let that be something that you take from this from this uh, meeting. I'm going to go ahead and bring this meeting to an end. I see everybody's like, falling asleep. You're welcome. You're welcome. You, and I just want to say thank you to all of you for showing up today and for lasting this long. Oh my God, two and a half or two hours and fifteen minutes. Thank you for everyone, the future people that are listening to the podcast. Good to to know you're there. And I look forward to seeing you next Saturday when we have our manifestation meeting. Uh, that's usually a lot quicker. I think this last one wasn't even an hour, right? Mike, you were the teacher there. So, yeah, so about 45 minutes. Yeah, about 45 minutes. So it's a fast one, but it's for manifesting what you what what you want, basically. It's how to get what you want. Uh the other meeting is this meeting uh, next Sunday, and uh, this usually is is much much longer, more in depth with regards to Kundalini. Try to stay in your body, ladies and gentlemen. Try to stay in your body. Stay behind your eyes. Don't go lift drifting off into TV land or movie land or internet land. Or try try not to get lost in the news. These days, the news is, is really a program. They're just programming you for fear or they're programming you for some other form of response that they, or reaction that they want you to have. Um, don't be a Schwabist. Don't follow Klaus Schwab. Don't be a Schwabist. There is no such thing as useless people the only people that are useless are those who think that okay and uh, he wants to kill a lot of people based upon their usefulness to what he considers that to be so don't do that and uh tina have a good night's sleep i see you're coughing and sneezing whatever i hope that clears up for you and everybody else, I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good night.